Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. Oh my goodness, it has been quite some time since you heard our sensual, sultry voices, but we're back. Nolan, we are back. We're back. Welcome back, Nolan, and please tell everybody where we've been. Oh, we've just been living, L-I-V-I-N. Bruce, and it's been pretty good. We welcomed a baby boy to our family on October 17th. Baby Jude, he is a big boy. He is a tank. He's a healthy baby. His mom is doing great. And actually, today was his first day of daycare. So he's, uh, yeah, it's been, gosh, two and a half months. Uh, He's two and a half months old. So it's crazy. And Bruce, you got married, and I was there, and it was wonderful. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes, it was wonderful. And not only was Nolan there and in the wedding party, but Nolan's father, he was our officiant. Okay, he officiated the wedding, and he was quite official, if I do say so myself. He had many, many compliments Um after afterwards people asking if he was an actual <laughs> minister and how many times he had done that before uh-huh. well reverend ellenberg had never done that before and he is not an actual minister but yes and that was awesome that was in november yes it was almost exactly a month after jude's birth yeah and we yeah it's just been it's been one thing after the other and now we are back and the band is almost back nolan they are it is almost time. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I think tour dates might be coming out. They might be right around the corner. So uh, get your uh, get your calendars Ooh, out. It's it's time to do some planning here coming up, which <laughs> very excited about. Yes, absolutely. Not only that, but um, that is a great tease. Stick around for later on in the episode as we will be going through some tour Ooh. rumors, and we may have some that you have not oh. heard yet and we may have a big announcement that you haven't heard yet but but Mm -hmm. i digress i digress speaking of everything everyone being back we're gonna roll back the clocks and it is now 2020 well we want to do a decade in review of the 2010s if that's how we're gonna say it i'm not sure um but we're gonna go through each year just very briefly we're not gonna do a deep dive but kind of go through our favorite things what we remember Mm -hmm. from it and, um, you know, some of the things may even surprise you that we remember from this past decade. And thank you to everybody that sent us things that they remembered from the past decade. Hopefully um, some of those things make it into this list and you heard your submission. But we do appreciate all the engagement. Nolan, 2010, beginning of the tens, the teens, whatever. Wow. Take us back. What do you remember from 2010 in DMB history? Wow. Well, it all started with the 2010 Duke National Championship, and it just <laughs> took off from there, really. <laughs> but seriously, the big highlight for us, I'll speak for you on this as well, Bruce, but the final weekend of the 2010 uh, tour, that fall mm. tour in Charlottesville, Virginia, mm two great nights of music in Dave in the band's hometown. Oh yeah, it was. And you know, it just was a culmination of, 
a full year of touring. I mean, that was a huge year. And it was a huge two years in a row with 2009, you know, Big Whiskey. They went to Europe. They did all this stuff. Huge tour, album tour, come back in 2010. Tons of shows. They crushed that summer tour. There were a lot of good shows. I saw several. Um, I don't know if I saw one with you that summer. Hmm. I do remember I went to Camden, so two in Camden. Charlotte went to Nationals Park with my buddy Chad. Um, maybe another one may have been a Virginia Beach in there, I think. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Seaville 2010. We knew these were the last shows from the band for a while. And we this was like an indefinite um, leave of absence. We didn't know when they were coming back. Um, some people had a slight inkling that there were rumors of stuff being planned for 2011, but we didn't know. I mean, I personally had no clue. Yeah. And, um, so we really wanted to make it, you know, make it these shows. Obviously I was at school in school at UVA. Um, so it was easy for me to go, but, um, you know, we wanted you to come up and join us and it was all set in stone, but that first night you just couldn't make it. No, no, I had a prior commitment, so I was only able to make it to night two, and that was actually the only show that we were at together um, in 2010. The other two that I went to okay. were uh, at City Field, uh, the Met Stadium in New York. So, Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, 2010, the year of the baseball stadium. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. That's a good call right there. Thank you. Um Obviously, everyone knows, you know, um, the first night that year was released as a live tracks. We've got Spoon, Halloween coming out of Watchtower there in the encore. What a cool show. Um, Very overrated. And (laughs) 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 night two had a lot of uh, gems as well with the the great end run to that show. And then obviously the double encore with a last stop where many people were brought to tears. Nolan, we were up there. were you in the pit as well? Were you on the floor? I don't remember. I was not. I was uh, kind of okay. in the mm, like back right corner, about where the uh, media sit for uh, basketball games. Gotcha. So still a good spot, obviously. Oh, yeah. And anywhere in the building is typically a good spot in JBJ, really, but especially that night. Um, and, yeah, there were tears being shed there at the end with that Three Little Birds outro um, to last stop and Dave kind of saying, you know, um, in the outro, uh, goodbye. People were waving bye to Dave. Some people were saying, no. Um, chills. That was awesome. And then, oh, yeah, still, still chills. And that was and our first last stop, too, because we were robbed of it in, uh, in 2006 in that same uh, venue. But well, regardless, it was pretty special to see it in Charlottesville. Oh, it really was. And so, yeah, that... And then we just didn't know what happened or what was going to happen. And then, you know, a few months later, here we go, Nolan. Um, The announcement for 2011 was? The Caravan Switch. Mm. We sadly were not able to attend. Yeah, I think this is the only year um, in since 2005 that I've missed and since 2004 for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, Caravans, you know, there were... I believe four different stops. They had three shows at each. Well, there were technically five stops because yeah. well, one of them ended up being canceled. Weather. But um yeah, exactly that hurricane um that came up the East Coast. I don't remember which one it was, but brutal, brutal stuff. Yeah. Um and yeah, so the the band was back and 
they played those 12, maybe 13 shows, I guess. We got some DNT in there. Um, and you can go back and listen to, we did a special on the Randall's Island weekend, mm-hmm. and especially that Randall's Island Night 3 show. Episode 15, check it out. Thank you, sir, for being a great, great rememberer. But yes. yeah, 2011, pretty cool. There was a lot of great covers that year. Um, cool bands out there on the caravan stages. So that was an interesting year. And then 2012 rolls along, and we have a new album coming out. Nolan? Yeah, and the excitement about the new album, other than hearing new stuff, uh, Steve Lillywhite back at the helm to produce what ultimately became Away From The World. And Bruce, I think uh, we probably agree their fourth best album. Yeah, it would be, you know, it's a toss up between that and uh, probably Stand Up or Come Tomorrow. But um, yikes. You know, so, so, t- <laughs> um, yes, I think so. Um, especially since you can't, you know, we don't have Lily White sessions as a, an actual album. Well, I think I might put Busted Stuff ahead of Away from the World, but it's right there at the four and five range. I would agree with you. It's just weird because of yes. the whole Lily White sessions things. But yeah. Very. Very weird. And I would argue that if not for the stretch of Mercy, Gaucho, and Sweet, if there were three, pick three other songs, um, it would have it would have been a much better album. Although I, they're not terrible songs. A Lily White produ- produced Shotgun would have been great right there. Oh, uh, yeah. You could even honestly just throw out a random song to replace like a mercy or something like a Lily white produced five, six minute loving wings with some sweet Jeff mm-hmm. and Carter going after it. And then a shotgun. You just replace those three songs with those two. Boom. Instant classic or sugar. Will. Ooh, I forgot about that. Thank you. So forget my loving wings. Take sugar. Will even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but Lily white produced album. We're all hyped going crazy. We're hearing, uh, rumors of this and that and the other and there's all this extra special stuff that's going to come with it because they've got these gopros and cameras and they're recording everything <laughs> while Lily white is in there and we get one preview video and it's a minute long and is a drunken soldier and in the background it sounds awesome and we're so pumped get the album and it's a good album solid and then they put what four or five promo videos later that were like two minutes long each and it's like dude you obviously have all this extra studio footage use it Mm -hmm. (sighs) they really could have done a lot more with this you know they did debut a bunch of these songs throughout the summer tour Mm -hmm. and uh bruce looking at our uh stats here i think i saw the uh charlotte show that year and that was my only summer one Ooh, and, uh, i was at that i was railed for that show actually right in front of uh right in front of yes. dave's right hand <laughs> yes and i was there with brendan um and Ooh, bk you know the fall winter tour was a little more fun still not it was a little stale um mm-hmm. but that's okay we saw a good one in uh in raleigh that that winter tour and a uh, little Branford Marsalis uh, guest spot. Oh, yeah. And in those three straight shows that we saw that fall, uh, that winter or whatever, um, we saw two broken things. And I don't think that yeah. 
we've oh we did see broken things in 2013 but i mean after that it's pretty much dead but you know we saw two right there in a row which was awesome i mean that was really really good song opened the album and that was a lot of fun but yeah yeah 2012 fall tour yeah but it was an album tour as well so you can kind of whatever but let's move on 2013 um pretty cool year uh we got another big tour you know summer tour um non-album tour people were pretty excited for that they were kind of seeing how the uh new tunes would evolve what was going to happen here this was really the first summer tour after the announced break that they were going to take because of the you know there was kind of an album it was just whatever it's kind of weird um and nolan we kind of have an argument about this tour what do you think people will agree with us um what is it uh they better it's the last great dmb tour mm. yeah i think it's just a fact at this point because <laughs> this tour had really everything that at least hardcore fans uh go to shows for and that's mm-hmm. variety and keeping you on your toes and i know i mean charlotte 2013 i've talked about it on the podcast before needs to be released but uh one of one of the best shows i've seen and mm-hmm. uh man we were at that one together it was awesome yeah i i agree i think it should be too um uh, management because you're listening, um, I know that um, it has been a topic of conversation that this show could be released or that it's been on the radar. So please, please push it on over the edge and mm-hmm. go ahead and give it to us. All right. Do it. Right. Do it. We'll talk about some releases later, but um, that one would be a good one. And yes, this tour, great tour. 2010 was another one where they brought out all these rarities. I mean, you remember that first weekend they bust into 2010. And they're playing like buses stuff, Kit Kat Jam, um, Hello Again. Yeah. Um, what was that? Run While We Can. What What is that? Break For It. Yeah. Um, just all these songs. 2013 had a lot of that too. Um, you know, I happened to be at the Camden weekend, which the night two there has been released and is known as one of the better shows of that decade. Eh, not really, um, though. <laughs> that one. And then, you know, my next show was charlotte so it was Mm. two of the best shows that the band played that year and of the decade really yeah um and they were right there boom boom back to back unreal boom just a great summer crazy easy kit kat jam running down a dream one of their best covers they've ever done yeah it really is i can't wait to hear that when they officially release it and then you've got the blossom show the live tracks i think there's some other shows that people have talked about that should be live tracks releases as well but it was just a great great year and then you know we move on from that and the whole tour concert format is completely turned upside down 2014 arrives and dmb two sets hashtag dmb two sets is here yeah no you can't forget that hashtag in front of the dmb two sets and uh it was uh it was cool. It was cool that they changed it up. Um, I'm not sure they'll ever do it again, uh, but I thought it was neat the way they would start the show, whether sometimes full band, sometimes just Dave solo, sometimes Dave and Tim. And I think, you know, a lot of fans have been clamoring for like a Dave and Tim E1 in uh, like a full on electric show. So that was kind of a cool way to placate 
the fans, and I enjoyed that. It was a nice way to, to start the night with the, the sun uh, still out, sun setting on the band and their little mini setup. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was like they were opening for themselves, sort yes. of. Uh, and it seemed like they were going to go a different route early on in the tour. Carter was not utilizing his drumsticks very much. He was utilizing his hands. Uh, he was doing more congos, bongos, all that kind of stuff. He was not playing more of like a stripped-down version of his kit. The first few shows, mm -hmm. they were debuting a few songs. It was kind of cool. And then it seemed like Carter was like, my hands fucking hurt, okay? Like, <laughs> this hurts. So I'm not going to continue to do this. Or he just didn't like it. And then they kind of got a little bit repetitive on the song choices. And it just kind of... The excitement kind of petered out on it quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was uh, it was fairly cool. We caught a couple shows there. I think yeah. we did a Dave-cation to Charlotte, Virginia Beach, or you know, one of those kind of things where mm -hmm. we took a couple days and did that. I will give them props, though. In the 2014 tour, uh, we saw Minarets finally get some consistent play mm -hmm. after a very long time. They got some in 2012 a little bit, but... Um, from 2014 on, Minaret was a staple, and Ooh. we want to thank the band for that. Yes, we do. I think we saw it open the electric one of the shows. We did, and that was cool. They had the um, they had like a curtain or like a sheet over over them when they would come back out. It was like a sheer mm -hmm. type thing, and they would send lasers and stuff through it. That was cool. Yeah, um, shadows and stuff. That was always yes. That was always fun, um, and. 2014 I went to Blossom and my first time and only time at Blossom beautiful amphitheater by the way I mean just gorgeous unbelievable I wish I could go back um, and saw Bella return to the stage with the band during their two sets played the best snow outside ever and played a great Grace is Gone um, I think he was on like Spaceman or something else but it was it was incredible that was probably the most surprised I was the entire decade even over like a last stop any of that was seeing him return. I remember seeing him side stage, about to walk out as Dave is talking about. They have a friend, and I see him, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. Just about to basically wet myself. Um, one of my favorite musicians ever, and one of the best, if not the best guest that DMB has ever had, Bella Fleck, uh, comes onto the stage, and I'm like, I mean, I, why, why am I even here? How am I here? This is just such a random time, and I'm able to see this. This is incredible. That's sick, dude. You should talk more about it. I know. <laughs> yeah, so 2014, boom. First year, hashtag DMV two sets. Bang, bang. And here comes 2015, and we re-hashtag DMV two sets and acoustics sets. Part two, it is back. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember a whole lot notable from this year. I remember um, I went to West Palm. I don't... I don't think you came that year, but uh, no, my no. now wife and I went to West Palm that year. Um, I don't remember what other shows, honestly, off the top of my head that I went to in 2015. Nolan, do you remember anything? I went to, uh, well, I went to Mansfield um, up Ooh. in Massachusetts with some college buddies. And then you and I were both at the Raleigh show. And probably the most notable thing from this tour was... The lovely ladies make their return, and oh. we saw the debut 
of <laughs> formerly known oh, as no. Be Yourself, and we didn't know what in the world was going on. This goes like this. texting each other like what what is this song yeah we thought it was a cover i've mentioned it before but the ladies guesting on rooftop was probably the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> it was it was bad that was my most notable thing from 2015 how bad that was oh man i completely erased that from my memory thank god so were you at the return of the ladies because didn't they return in like Mansfield or somewhere up there um no but I did get to see uh, Smooth Rider make its return in the E1 slot on that show so that was fun really fun oh yes I mean really what would you rather have the ladies or Smooth Rider really I think Smooth Rider because it lasts way it's way quicker like it just gets the hell out of the way oh except for this one because it was listed as a tease um, and they only played the first verse, but it's actually longer than the version on the album. So, so that makes sense. <laughs> what a just gross thing. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, 2015. Great. Cool. Two sets. That was the end of two sets. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> here comes 2016, 25th anniversary year. Boom. Big, major, huge deal. I mean, 25th. Here we are. Quarter century old DMB. What are you going to do? Like, give us all of your golden coins and shower us with them and just, yes, 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 25 years. You know, what are we going to do for this? Nolan, what happened? What happened is you bailed on me and I had to go to the concert by myself. (laughs) Yeah, so they announced the 25th anniversary show in Charlottesville, and um, I bailed day of. Yep. Yikes. Um, That sucked. But, yeah, so it was, you know, a lot of hype going into the 25th anniversary year. What's going to happen? What are they going to do as a band? And really, the Seaville show was kind of it. Um, There was not much fanfare around this anniversary at all. No. It's kind of strange. Um, I'll add one of the uh, cool things about this show, other than it being in their hometown in 25 years, is uh, all the proceeds of the show went to the Bama Works um, fund, and that in turn then went to the city of Charlottesville. And uh, yes. I believe TNT was there to like cover it and did a special on it. Got a lot of good pub um, for this and donating all the money for this show. Um, so it was pretty cool. And um, it's just nice to see the band still caring about where they came from. I also thought the show was phenomenal. I had such a great time, even though I was by myself. I made some friends in the pit and uh, got to see the first song that Jane likes opener since 1994. So that's pretty cool. That is awesome. A few other cool things to note. First time Sugar Will uh, had been played since 2010. 
first time the last stop had been played since the last time we saw it in Charlottesville on that night too in 2010. So Oh my god, really? Yeah, I was I saw two last stops, the only two last stops up to that point both in um uh, John Paul Jones Arena, which was cool. And then to top it all off, uh they debut a few new songs no one saw coming uh, no one knew anything about them and that was that started with samurai cop uh bob law bismarck and uh, i was loving all of them especially bismarck and can't say enough good things about that song we'll talk about it more a little later but uh a really nice encore too of ants marching the last stop and tripping billies and uh, it was just it was a great show oh my god so jealous that you got to see the debut of all those songs and it's probably still the best version of bismarck it is an incredible version of all three of those they just came out i don't know what it was they just had that new energy and it was just it was perfect um all of it that just worked so well. They nailed the first time that they played those songs. Yep. And um, probably the best version of Samurai Cop there's been too. I know. And, yeah. And Bob Law. I mean, it's tough to argue with you. Um, I really liked that old version of Bob Law. I don't really care as much for it now for what it has become mm-hmm. as they've slowed it down and made it more like. Dragging and it's more molassesy. If, I agree. If I can use that term. And, and Dave used to play on the keys, which was really fun to see because he like he got after it on that song. It wasn't slow. He was he was getting after it. Yeah, I agree. It, it was yeah, it was fun, and that was that was a tough show for me to miss. That's for sure. Um, I didn't you know I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel good. Setless watching or Periscope, whatever I was doing in 2016 from uh, from the couch. I missed you. Um, as that was going on, yeah, we, you know, that's that's not. But we, but we ended up making up for it later on in the year. We had, uh, I think, our Charlotte to Atlanta trip. Oh yes, um, we saw those two shows, and then we saw we went to West Palm. That was the West Palm year. That was the year. That was um, that was awesome. That was so good. Oh man! An outrageously good time. UBK, Adam, obviously, my now wife Danielle. We had um, your boy Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. We met other people. I'm sure we just had a blast. It was just an all around unbelievable weekend. Great shows. West Palm is always a great time. If you guys out there have not been, um, if there's a West Palm weekend this year. Go ahead and make it. Make it. Make a trip. Uh, it is a blast. Won't it's regret hot, it. But it is. Uh, yeah, you won't regret it. It's a ton of fun. Um, oh, Nolan, we forgot that before 2016, they had announced that DMB would be taking 2017 off. So, as mm-hmm. we lead into the end of 2016 tour, we have the Gorge closing out the year, closing out. You know, at least 2017 as well. That's what, all we knew. And that wound up being the final weekend for Boyd Tinsley in the Dave Matthews Band. Wow, you're right. It's pretty It's pretty wild. It's pretty weird. Um, there were some rumblings at the time around 
um, a little bit closer knit rumblings that the lineup may be different in 2018 when they returned. But it was kind of like, oh, so I mean, maybe like they'll add somebody or, you know, maybe maybe Tim's tired of being with the band or maybe, you know, Rashawn isn't doesn't want to be there or Jeff wants to be with the Flectones, you know, just something. No one thought really that it was going to be Boyd that was going to be gone the next time we saw the full band play, you know, especially on tour. Right. Um, so that's it's crazy to think about. So those of you that were at 2016 Gorge, shout out to y'all. You saw the probably last ever shows um, with Boyd Tinsley and the Dave Matthews Band. Pour one out. Mm. I'm going to actually, I have one right here. I'll just pour one in my mouth. Oh, same. If, uh, Phrasing. If anyone's looking to, I see what you did there. If anyone's looking to sponsor us, uh, we would love to promote your beer on the podcast. Um, Ooh. If, as you know, by now, Bruce um, has a, a craft brews uh, social account. Mm-hmm. We love the brews, and I'm enjoying a nice Highland Brewing Cold Mountain legendary spiced winter ale right now it is delicious as you as you should be enjoying one because that is delicious yes i do have a craft beer instagram who's brews that would be w-h-o-s-e-b-r-e-w-s at who's brews because who's brews will i choose you just don't know um you'll have to wait for my post to find out but yes thank you nolan for that i'm actually drinking the first time that i've ever seen this it is a um, low-calorie, low-carb IPA from Dogfish Head, and it <laughs> it has like 90 calories and three carbs or something. I was like, ooh, don't mind if I do drink a couple of these tonight and not feel guilty at all. Uh, it's pretty good. It's oh, pretty nice. light and refreshing, and it is the lightest IPA that I've ever had ever. So, wow. um, yeah, as we lose our brains here and not know where we are yes please um beer people sponsor us or follow my instagram the craft beer one or whatever Mm. 2017 nolan uh here we go what happened oh dave and timothy reynolds decided to go on tour and i had never seen dave and tim i decided i was going to change that in 2017 and me and my girlfriend who is now my wife went to nashville for two nights at the ascend amphitheater and had a great time it was awesome uh nashville one of the greatest cities you'll ever go to had had a really good time not like crazy creative sets um but i mean i wasn't gonna complain i've never seen dave and tim before so i was i had a great time yeah, as you should have, because they played the Stone. Yeah, and that Ben the uh, Ben the Sax guy was there too. That was cool on little forty one action. Oh, nice! That is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're in Nashville, like you've got to uh, you've got to bring out some other musicians and get crazy with it. But Ascend is a pretty cool amphitheater. I hope that uh, yeah, I hope that they return there. That would be yeah, it pretty was nice. cool. Very I know small. Yeah. Um, Right up there, kind of, you get to see the skyline of the city. You know, you're yep. pretty much right there. You're right there at the big bridge. Um, I've never seen a show there, but obviously, you know, wanted to go to those, uh, but couldn't. But that's awesome. Um, really, 
really cool. Glad that you finally got to pop that Dave and Tim cherry. Hey, thanks. Um, hopefully we get to a Dave and Tim show at some point because oh, yes. we've never done one. I know. We got to change that. So that'll be awesome. Um, anyway, so yeah, Dave and Tim, they had a pretty solid tour. I think um, I think most people would consider one of the, the man shows up in Philly, which I'd love for Dave and Tim um, to play there again. I'd also love for DMB to play there. That um, – that little theater, outdoor theater, amphitheater sort of thing in Philly is beautiful. But the shows there, I think it was the second night, I believe. I don't remember what they opened with, but they played Pig, Dave and Tim, which was just remarkable. And that show, I think, was probably the best one of the year, um, according to most people. But they had some they had some pretty good shows. Um, still waiting, waiting on a release from that year. I think we may see one eventually. We'll have to see, but um, we may see a Dave and Tim live tracks at some point from 2017, which would be cool. That'd, that'd be nice. I'd take it. Um, the other thing to note from 2017 was the Charlottesville uh, benefit show that DMB played, I believe, in September, um, where they yes. Yeah, they got together an all-star group of artists um, to support Charlottesville after the terrible uh, things uh, that happened there that April with the uh, the Nazis who decided to show up and march around and wreak <sighs> havoc and murder people. Oh, um, awful, yeah. awful, awful. But very nice of these... Uh, artists and musicians to get together to raise money for the town. Absolutely. It was uh, very well put together. I think Dave, you know, really um, got some artists to help unite around the cause. I mean, I, I think they had Pharrell, Justin Timberlake, Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Was Ariana Grande there? She was. Yeah, she was. Yes. And um, don't forget Stevie. Stevie. Yep. Stevie Wonder, who ended up guesting with, with the band. And we had another guest on stage with the band, uh, Butch Taylor, returned Ooh. for that show and um, was basically kind of hidden off to the side a little bit and was yeah. never really shown on the webcast. You couldn't really hear him in the mix. There's a uh, there's there's story there's a story around that, and um, that was another show for Boyd Tinsley that uh, he was actually there. This was his actual technical final show with the band but um interesting yeah it isn't it's there's an interesting story surrounding all that but you know be that as it may um that was pretty cool it was fun to watch i think that they had it on you know sirius xm too you could listen to it and you know stevie up there guesting is pretty cool he talked for like 30 straight minutes but um (laughs) was cool to have him up there guessing i mean you know when is you know when you have artists like that on the same stage, you've got to really respect it, and I think that uh, oh, yeah. that was a really cool thing, and it led us into another cool thing. Um, starting out 2018, you've got uh, DMB is going to play the night before show at the Super Bowl. You know we've wanted, and fans have wanted the band to play the Super Bowl halftime show for pff, decades, years, yeah, and. Um, I think they kind of missed missed their chance. I think that they really, really should have been invited or allowed to do that. Um, but I think that that, you know, them as a band, like that type of band and that type of show has kind of um, 
past the Super Bowl halftime bye. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really what they go for anymore. No. Unless, you know, they were to kind of collab, which DMV, you know, they definitely could. They're incredible musicians. They could collab with just about anybody. Um, but yeah, so I don't think that we'll ever see that, which is unfortunate. But uh, yeah, so we've got the night before show. And right before that, they actually announce the summer tour. They've announced that there's a new album coming. There's all this information, and basically the night before, the night before, Nolan, um, there's another announcement. Yeah, Boyd Tinsley kind of takes everyone by surprise, um, at least on Twitter. And, um, oh, I just thought of a terrible joke, but um, uh, I won't say it. But (laughs) he was apparently in Minneapolis um, and then tweets that he's taking a break from the band. Um, so everyone was like, what in the world? They're just going to play this show without a violin. Like the timing was so weird, Bruce. Yeah, it was, you know, right after, um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, so I do not subscribe to this, but many people, it led many people to believe that the band knew and that they wanted toward, you know, the tour dates to be announced and tickets to go on sale, Um, which went on sale a day or two before he made that announcement so that they would sell more tickets beforehand. People may not buy as many tickets. I don't really subscribe to that. Um, You know, I don't think that they maliciously said, hey, well, you know, you're out of here or, you know, you're going to take a break, whatever um, happened there. And but we're going to sell tickets first because it might hurt ticket sales. I just don't really believe that. but you know whatever there's just a there's a lot of stuff around that situation um and it's just a it's very interesting it's a very odd thing um but the band you know whatever they carried on and they played that show and it was very unique and very you know this was the first time hearing a lot of these songs without a violin ever um you know i guess you could make the argument that uh Sometimes Boyd was more absent than present at shows, and you know he was being muted sometimes. So maybe there were shows kind of basically without a violin. But you know a lot of people were like, "Well, I mean, they're just not going to play Ants anymore. They're not going to play Billies. They're not going to play whatever." And the band pretty much came out with that show and played almost every song that you're like, "Well, that needs to have a violin." And basically said, "Up yours here. We're <laughs> going to play those songs. This is what's going to happen." They even brought out randomly alligator pie. Oh yeah. For whatever reason, why would you play that song at that? You know that you just think that you're going to play hits. They play that random song which is almost you know never it's played. a violin dance in the middle, <laughs> you know? Right. So yeah, we're going through the set right now and uh I don't know why we don't remember a ton of this, but yes, Robert Randolph guessed it on Jimmy thing and then of course they also played Running Down a Dream, which we don't remember that happening. Um also, you never know. Again, alligator pie and time bomb. <laughs> it's a very random group of songs, especially for a show like that. But I mean, that's interesting. That's, yeah, I, mean, that, I think this may be the first time I've looked at this set list since that night. But anyways, Me yeah, too. it is very interesting. And it was, you know, this one show, boom, and then the band's going to be off until the summer. Like it is, you're we are like, okay, so now what? What about Boyd? 
what are they going to do? Are they going to hire a violinist? Uh, nope. What about the new album? You know, like what's going on with all this stuff? It was a weird few months there. Um, Very weird. And they did not hire a violinist. Nope. No, they hired a keyboardist and they didn't tell anyone they did it. <laughs> they, it yeah, just, they didn't. Yeah, it was just rumored and rumored. And then he finally, and by he, I mean the incomparable and energetic Buddy Strong. Uh, he like posted it on his social accounts. Like, it's great to be a part of the Dave Matthews band. Can't wait to get things going. And we're like, oh, okay, well, surely the band will announce it soon. Nope, 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 nope. Never, Never did. They just, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think they even mentioned it until several songs into the first show of 2018. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dave was just like, and we got a new person in our family on the keyboards, Mr. Buddy Strong. Like, what? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Buddy did announce it, and I don't think the band confirmed it or never said anything. It was weird. But, um, yeah, there he was. He was on the stage, and he was great. Um, it just, you know, he was awesome. And I believe that, you know, the tour started just a little bit before the album was going to be released. And what do they open the tour with? Well, none other than, I mean, if you're going to open a tour, this is a song that you want to open a tour with. Come tomorrow. Hell yes. That gets me excited for the tour. Yeah, that's like forehead smacking thing like are you serious other than that it was a pretty good show though and uh i mean mm -hmm. a solid start to the tour and then the album comes out and i know we have a lot of thoughts on the come tomorrow album bruce <laughs> yeah I, sure i believe uh i actually i didn't hate the album i liked it a lot more than you did yes you did and i did not like the album that was produced by 58 different people um mm had zero cohesion whatsoever it had um i believe what are those like um what are those weird birds um right after i think it was can't stop yeah it was something there's those weird birds like not seagulls but you know what i'm talking about cranes um, cranes yeah like whooping cranes what are you doing and Crane then at kick. the end of yeah <laughs> at the end of uh, Black and Bluebird, there's sirens of some sort. Um, there's a phone call at the end of Samurai. What? Dude, you would have loved all that stuff if Lily White did it. No, I wouldn't have. Because yeah, Lily White wouldn't have done that because he makes things that actually flow together. He makes a cohesive album. He is telling a story and he is painting a picture with his producing. It is normally beautiful and makes sense. This album did not make any sense. And the songs that, or at least one song that should have been on there and was not, Bismarck, mm. is replaced by songs um, like Can't Stop or whatever. Or, you know, a live YouTube clip of Idea View. I mean, I'm just getting mad talking about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, the summer tour was meh. It was not greatly received. It was okay. and um, But they announced a fall tour, and that one was far better, Nolan. Yes, and we actually uh, went to Charlottesville again because um, that's the way to end a fall and winter tour. And 
went out with a bang there. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, some some better variation in the fall winter tour that uh, we really enjoyed. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll never forget that well warehouse opener night two of Charlottesville. Just that was awesome. Incredible. One of the coolest openers I've ever seen in uh, Preservation Hall Jazz Band. They had a cool element whenever they guessed. But yeah, I I always love the fall and winter tour. Whenever they try and whenever they do that, I try and go. Uh, it's it's always a good time. And uh, yeah, 2019, um, kind of more of the same. They stayed. Like they stayed really busy, uh, toured all the time. Dave seemed like he played way more, uh, like solo gigs and yeah. like corporate stuff and fundraisers and do yeah. did a lot of XM stuff. And that's one thing we haven't mentioned yet, but the part-time Sirius XM DMB channel, um, yes. made its debut this decade and, we're still hoping it becomes a full-time thing. Uh, maybe we can happen, make that happen this next decade, and maybe they'll give us jobs to host a segment on it. I don't know. Just throwing ideas out there. But if you're listening, XM execs, we got you. Which we know you are. And, yes, we do. We would love that. Shout out to Ari and Jonathan Schwartz, the general of JAM, because they are pioneers, and they are great, and we want to join them. Um, guys, if you're listening, which we know you are, um, come and join us on the pod. We'd love to talk to you guys about just the music industry and DMB jam music. Just awesome. Great music. Um, but yeah, Dave was super busy, dude. He had, they had all of that stuff going on. Dave and Tim shows, Dave solo stuff, corporate gigs, full band tour. Um, I mean, it just seemed like he was everywhere and they were everywhere and they had a big touring year. Um, and it was a pretty pretty solid tour. We saw some decent shows this year. We did. And, Bruce, you got to see a tour debut this decade. So congratulations to you. Uh, thank you very much. And it was a very bizarre tour debut. Um, and by tour debut, we do mean the tour opening show, by the way. Nolan, you caught me slight off guard. I was like, wait, the a, a tour debut song? <laughs> One tour opening show in Pensacola? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was just bizarre. Uh, <laughs> but shout out the Pensacola show, because guess what? They got a new song on the uh, they got a song on the newest warehouse disc, which is coming out um, starting, I guess, this month. People will start getting those discs. Um, Raven from the Pensacola show last year, Ooh, which we yeah. played on this podcast. We raved about and um, jazz intro. Oh, and yes, jazz intro. We may or may not have uh, influenced them choosing some of these songs because obviously they're listening and they want to know what the best songs of the year are. And guess what? We will continue to bring you those best songs here in 2020. But yes, that Raven from Pensacola. Thank you, Nolan, for reminding me that I saw a uh, tour opening show in sleepy Pensacola. (laughs) Hopefully they return to Florida, uh, but maybe just Jacksonville this year. Yeah. And that was a great time. That was an absolute party. And, uh, I believe each show that we saw this summer, they got better um, as we went along, uh, capped off with a nice one in Charlotte in the rain with some JTR. And, uh, oh, you know, easily the highlight of the year for me was starting this podcast with you. Yes. I mean, just a huge year for us in general. Um, yeah. And it started with 
chain of events a couple of days later i'm engaged and then nolan tells us that they're pregnant which mean, meant we couldn't go to the gorge and no, i'm just kidding that that was way more important than the stupid gorge also um, true though <laughs> yeah it's sort of true later on um we do this podcast um mm-hmm. you know we went to a few dmb shows earlier in the year i guess and then we did the podcast and then um we went to some shows and podcasted from the lots yep. and later on in the year obviously you know y'all have um or I started a new job. Y'all um, had your child, which I think y'all had Jude right before I started my job, technically. Then the job, mm-hmm. then me getting married, and then here we freaking are, Nolan. Uh, 2020. Yeah. yeah. 2019 was... It was a year. Wow. A, yeah. a great one. Probably and the, the best yet. Yeah. I mean, what? yeah, just so many great things. Um, just huge, major, the most important life accomplishments for both both of us here oh and, yeah um it's been the so best really and awesome so cool to share uh so many big moments uh with you been awesome doing this podcast and cheers to you and cheers to a great decade so yes let's talk about a few of our favorite things from the decade uh i know we kind of touched on a few things but i'll start it off in uh the seville weekends are mm-hmm. It's a tradition that we started in 2006, uh, you and I going to, and we always have a great time. We saw some awesome stuff in 2010. In 2012, we saw Jeff Coffin, Rashawn Ross, and John DeEarth playing together at Miller's, uh, which was so cool. And yes, you took a selfie with uh, with Jeff. Or no, I took the picture. Of you you took it. It was so cramped and crowded in there, and it was uh, that was pretty cool. And that was the first time I took a photo with a band member uh, this yeah. decade. And um, thanks to Jeff, by the way. I mean, yeah. they were and all of them. They were being just absurdly nice and generous. They were with so their kind. Time, so, yeah. So thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. We finally got to see Last Stop um, in Seville. Some more highlights. The new 2016 songs. When they came out, I really, really, really liked them. And uh, Bismarck, I think, is one of the better songs that the band and Dave have written in this millennia. Yeah. Rarities like Halloween, JTR, Kit-Kat Jam, Crazy Easy showing up, and uh, us actually getting to see them. And I'd been wanting to see Halloween for forever and finally did in 2013. And I went bananas when I heard it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's so cool being surprised at shows. Um, Dave and Tim 2017 tour, finally getting to see them. I believe 2012 was the first time I saw a show in the pit, which like gave me a new appreciation for mm-hmm. everything that the band does during a show. It is so cool seeing them up close, and that's that's something I'll never forget. Finally, I'm sad that you were not there, but for my bachelor party, we went to see DMB in uh, Chicago in 2018, and I met Tim Reynolds at Baggage Claim at the uh, Chicago. <laughs> had Ed O'Hare and uh, he was incredibly nice could not have been nicer told him I was coming to the show and getting married and um, he congratulated me shook my hand when I met him shook my hand on the way out and told me good luck and uh, that was that was just such a cool thing and then he was probably like wait what show (laughs) (laughs) Probably because that's not it's not a show for Tim. It is just life. He just lives on stage. Yeah. 
He's oh, the man. man. What an alien. He is the man. Um, those are just incredible highlights. I mean, those are that's a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. It's pretty cool to look back on, you know, a decade, like 10 years and see all that stuff. And there's so many things that we've talked about and so many that we've forgotten about. Um, and, you know, I I echo you on 2010 Seville. I was lucky enough to see the first night and a couple of those songs like Spoon. I haven't seen it since. Like, And I don't know if I will. Um, hopefully will because it's one of their better songs. I mean, they literally destroy it every single time. It is a complete crime, and Dave should be arrested for not playing it. Um, you know, getting getting to go to SPAC in 2012 was a huge joy for me. Um, you know, more on SPAC potentially later. But uh, 2013 Camden Night 2 show, Charlotte show, um, some great shows there. Seeing Bella and Blossom at Blossom in 2014, um, and then just all the Davecations and just all the shows with friends. You, BK, yeah, obviously my wife Danielle now, as she's seen I think now double digit Dave shows, uh, DMB yes. shows. Excuse me, it's not just Dave. Um, you know the just all those years that we've done all that. That's just probably the huge highlight. Um, and huge highlights for me. I'm sure there's others, but I'm just forgetting them. And uh, Nolan, we have one more uh, thing about the past 10 years. Sorry, we're um, a little rusty, so this is a long episode. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Nolan, we have a few personal stats to talk about uh, just because we uh, like to talk about ourselves. Yeah, sure. Uh, we saw, well, excuse me, I saw 28 shows this past decade, two of those being Dave and Tim. And, uh, few of the song stats because i know everyone wants to hear all of that um whatever uh i saw 10 two steps which i think is their best mm. live song uh so happy about that especially as it did not get played much toward the end of the decade seven minarets we talked about that making a comeback earlier awesome. love that five halloweens after not seeing a single one before the decade same three last stops one grace is gone i have only ever oh. seen one grace is gone and it's dave and tim and i just can't seem to catch it full band but i will mark oh, yeah, my words will i will this year we will we will i know oh, we yes will. and um, then um in the absurd category 15 satellites and 16 gray streets <laughs> wow 15 satellites and 28 shows of the decade yeah. yeah. yikes Let's see, of that decade, I had 39 shows Ooh. to Dave and Tim. Saw um, more Bella Fleck guest appearances, um, like him guesting on more songs than you've seen Grace's Gone's, um, mm. which is absurd. And also mm. Bella guested on Grace's Gone, so oof, gosh, mm. that has to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, seen, I saw nine Halloweens. Wow in those 10 years um seven stones which is not even close to enough nope. one of those being dave and tim i've now seen two dave and tim uh versions of the stone which is awesome and we saw the exact same no wait we did not see the same last stops i saw three you saw three you saw one in seaville 2016 and i saw one this past year west palm without the at- the outro so it was half stop actually oh, that's so right i've seen two and a half Last stops, not three. Did you hear that, Dave? I've seen two and a half last stops, not three. Okay? Uh, Bring back the outro 2020. Let's do it. Hey, Dave, if you – I know this is an election year. So what I'm putting up for election 
is the last stop reprise. Okay, full last stop 2020. I need it on a poster. People, bring it to shows now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And, you know, there are a few things that we would love to see in the next year and in the next decade. And I'll I'll be positive here. I'll say I'd like to see more of the same as this past decade. Um, but okay. with more variety in the sets, that is like the biggest thing that we harp on all the time. And I would I would take two more studio albums if they wanted to match the last decade. But two studio albums with some type of B-sides album that keeps getting talked about and talked about and talked about. They have so much stuff from the studio. I want to hear it. And uh, especially after the leak of the Batson sessions, um, I want to hear more stuff like that. And what I think we really need, and Bruce, I think you're going to like this. Okay. I need a Dave and Tim studio album. Ooh, baby. And I need them to go on a lengthy tour right after that to promote it. That's what we need. Also, would love for them to add a violin back into the mix. Does not need to be Boyd, (laughs) but they desperately need that violin sound. Yeah, I agree. I hear that um, this nice young lady, Lindsay Sterling, I think that she would be a great addition to the stage for DMB to come out and play some violin. That would be awesome. She is absolutely incredible. Um, Nolan, I, I don't, I have almost nothing to add to that. That is a great list. That would be incredible. I just want the band to keep playing and keep touring. I know that we complain about the set list, but I would rather them still be playing music and being on stage and allowing us to go to shows and spend money on them than them to hang it up. And, you know, I don't know if we're going to have another full decade of this band because, you know, Carter is going to be like 70 if we have another decade which maybe i mean he's a he's a beast oh, wow. he's a that's crazy he's the man <laughs> um and maybe he can play until he's 170 i don't know i don't doubt him but um you know i just would like for them to continue playing because it's been yeah. a pleasure absolutely all right i think we've talked enough about that let's uh <laughs> let's dive well, that into was a pleasure yeah, that was a lot, and thank you for listening and sticking with us. There will be some music at the end of the episode, if you're tired of hearing our voices, but right now we're going to jump into a few DMB updates, and we'll start it off. Bruce, there are some studio rumblings. There are. There have been here for several for several months. Um, some of it has um, made its way to the interwebs. You know, some people have talked about it, but... Um, it's been a couple months now. Um, the rumors of the boys being in studio over the winter, which would include around this time, um, and that an album could be coming sometime in the next twelve to eighteen months. Obviously, no guarantees. You know the history with this band and albums and releasing said albums. But um, yeah, there are. You know, obviously, Dave has been public with I think a few comments of him wanting to do an album with this lineup. They're very excited about this lineup and the sound that they're producing, and they think that they could make some good music from it. And I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we may be seeing some new songs on the summer or in Mexico uh, for Dave and Tim or um, Nolan. Um, you know, not to be skipping ahead here, but you know, some of these spring shows that we have before a uh, foreign tour. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, they added a. Uh 
a Las Vegas show February 28th, mm-hmm. and uh, the next night they're going to go to Arizona to play an innings fest, then um, jump to April, and they're heading to Australia. Yeah. And hopefully that is still a go in uh, yeah. thoughts or what. Yeah, pray for the people and thoughts and prayers out to those in Australia, and um, if you have the means, probably give some money as well. That is a yeah. horrible situation going on over there um hopefully that stops soon i don't you know i don't know how it can or will but um that is horrible but yes dmb is scheduled to go there um this spring but maybe we'll see some you know i guess on a more positive and podcast um centric note um maybe we'll see some new music at some point during those um during those shows yeah that'd be great and you know they just added another one this week um, that news dropped. They're playing Bottle Rock in Napa in May and headlining with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Avett Brothers, one of my favorites, will also be yes. there. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few uh, good acts. Everyone should check that out. I think that um, DMB will be headlining the final night there. I think it will be May 24th. Um, do not quote me on that. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers also with John Frusciante back on guitar for the first time in quite some time. So that's awesome. Um, that'll be really cool. And I think the, the festival is music, um, wine, food, and craft beer. So basically, mm. we need to be there. Um, yeah, I might have to go that. To that sounds, oh man. It, it's it right was, up our alley. I know. If it wasn't West Coast, we'd probably just have to be there. But um, Oh, yeah. It's a good excuse to go to Napa, that's for sure. Um, yes. But yeah, that was just announced today, so that's pretty cool. And a couple of other things that were announced um, before today and have now been released, and you might want to check out, were Live Tracks 50, which was uh, the Hershey Park show from 04, which was highly, highly sought after by many fans. People were have been asking for this for years, and... Um, is a really cool show and has probably the best good good time of all time, Nolan. Yeah, and it's it's one of if not the best show from two thousand four. It's uh, it's, it's a really, really good. good one. It's really good. So y'all should pick that up. Um, that good good time is also on a warehouse disc. So it was, I guess, a little bit of foreshadowing there when they released that a few years ago. But um, so that's cool. And they also released live at the Hollywood Bowl from two thousand eighteen on vinyl and CD. No digital uh, option available, but you can get a physical copy. The vinyl is in a very nice box. It is very well put together package. My mother-in-law got it for me for Christmas, which was very, very nice of her. I have not had a chance to listen to it yet, unfortunately, but is a very nice package, so I can see why it's such a high price tag. It is a little overpriced. I think just it's very expensive. But um, at right around, I think, 100 bucks. I mean, that is pretty expensive. But It's because Batson um, guessed it on it, so oh, obviously yeah, the value think, of it went way up. Yeah, the, great point there. Mark Batson guessed on um, When I'm Weary and Louisiana Bayou. So, I mean, whew, heater. Um, but but not Shotgun, actually... which is weird because he promised it'd be played. So I don't understand that, Mark. <laughs> and I'll never forget. And you can take that to the bank. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, speaking of Batson, uh, some rumors of him producing this new DMB record, by the way. So 
Um, I forgot about that little tidbit to drop. So yeah, if you had, if you were filling a balloon of joy, maybe a little bit of is starting to occur after that news drops. Um, sorry, Mr. Batson, Mark. Uh, I mean, no offense, but we just have not been a big fan of your work with the Dave Matthews Band. Um, anyways, mm. speaking of all that, rumors of things coming. Nolan, we have a DMB summer tour incoming, and the rumors have been flying. They've been rampant. Um, oh yeah, you know, we don't have a full we don't have a full slate of rumored dates, but we have some good rumors. I think a lot of you have probably already checked rumor threads online um, and seen some rumors, heard some rumors, but we actually have a rumored release date for the tour dates, which I have checked with several. People and remember, everybody, this is not gold. This is subject to change. Things with tours, especially announcements, change like that. They change. They're very fluid. Things can happen and they have to postpone. They have to drop things. Things can happen. This is not 100% fact. Okay. This is why we're doing a rumors uh, portion of the podcast. It is rumored that the dates for the summer tour will be announced on January. 21st Nolan whoa yeah are you excited yeah I'm ready to plan out plan out our summer hell yeah so Tuesday January 21st everybody be prepared for a huge dump coming from the Dave Matthews band um, into your inbox for the people of Chicago that is that's jokes way too soon to make <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Chicago, Nolan, because that is a rumor I'd like to talk about, actually. Um, Summerfest is rumored for this summer. Um, and, oh, man, I am really sorry to say this, but you know what that means? No Alpine. There is not going to be DMB at Alpine this summer in 2020. Sorry. Oh, feel for them that is one venue we are gonna have to go to sometime in the future maybe in 2021 well one venue i'm definitely wanting to hit up for the first time this year is spac and i need to i need to hit up saratoga and that is confirmed for july 10th and 11th so yes all you spac folks book your lodging it is basically confirmed yes Book your lodgings. Do not book Airbnbs because Nolan and I and our wives may be looking at getting an Airbnb. So do not book Airbnbs. Go get the overpriced hotels and yeah, stick keep with the Airbnb prices low for us. Thank you. But um, SPAC is all but confirmed via band announcement. Let's go through these um, just kind of broad rumors, vague rumors here that we have. Um, really quickly, we're just going to read off a few. and. Let's do it. Um, we want to thank the people over at uh, antsmarching.org that have actually put these together. Um, my buddy Chad, or all of our buddies, Chad, uh, Chad Dizzy, um, he has put this list together, and we've had several, um, we've had several sources here. Um, C. Scott Run, A. Parker, five zero seven, a few anonymous, um, obviously Chad and others here and there. So thank you guys for all of this. Um, Nolan, start us off. Just run through a few here. Um, doesn't need too Let's much do information. It. Just go. Let's do it. Yes, DMB skipped Rogers, Arkansas this past year, but returns in 2020. So they looks like they'll be doing that every other year. 
No Hartford in 2020. Mm, sorry, Norlander. <laughs> You'll have to go. <laughs> going to miss out on that. Just like, no, never mind. There, he'll be hitting up Mohegan Sun instead, and those will be midweek shows. Ooh, that's brutal. Bruce, there's something here about fish, so I'll let you do this one. <laughs> yeah, um, Meriwether Post Pavilion MPP um, is in the rumors, which is a cool venue up there in Maryland. Uh, fish plays there pretty much every year and gets good reviews. They just did some renovations up there. They added this Skylon thing, oh, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, BK, Brendan. He went to Hootie and the Blowfish there last year and raved about it. I think he may have went to another concert there, too. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, loves that venue. Um, so that's pretty cool. Maybe they'll play there. Um, they are also rumored to be playing in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which means no DTE for those Ooh. of you who frequent the DTE uh, or whatever, the DTE amphitheater up there in, I think, Detroit area. We also have another one where DMB will return to Guilford, New Hampshire, which is pretty cool. Um, hmm. This was confirmed by a venue employee. So they may be back for two nights there in New Hampshire, Nolan. That's pretty cool. Wow. That is interesting. Uh, staying up north in New York, Jones Beach. Jones Beach will be back in 2020. Also back on for 2020, Syracuse. Ooh. I think they have a new, new-ish um amphitheater there that was built a couple years ago dmb i think played the first summer they were open maybe the second summer so that's another one of those new venues um that they're gonna play so that's kind of cool that they're returning yeah also key bank pavilion in burgettstown is likely to be back in 2020 here's a random one for you south africa dmb playing sun city in 2020 uh i don't know bruce this might also line up with the rumors uh, about a European run in late 2020. It could. That would be very interesting if they did both because if those two start to become more rampant, if those rumors start to become more and more like they're going to be real, I would also look at expecting an album. I think that there's a reason to you know, believe that if a Europe tour and a South African tour and then... Um, that they would kind of coincide with a possible album release at some point. So that is kind of interesting. Um, Okay. Back to the States. Um, The band will be back in Tennessee this year um, is a quote that we saw. So could it be Nashville again? Could they be redeeming last year's Nashville show that everyone was up in arms about? Hmm. Maybe. Um, Summerfest. We talked about that. I think it's going to be the week before July 4th, which means Nolan, there is no rumor for DMB to be playing on July 4th this year. We do not know of a place that is a Saturday, by the way. Um, so they need to be Hmm. playing a show, but there is no real rumor. It would be the week before SPAC. Where would you like to see them on July 4th? Ooh, how about Charleston? Oh, that would be awesome. Wow. Out of left field. I love that. Yes. Man, that'd be cool. Um, There's a couple places that they could probably play. There's a minor league stadium, I think, in Charleston. There is. I think if DMB played Charleston, it would be a ton of fun. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Play at the River Dog Stadium. Let's do it. Love it. Oh, man. There's a rumor that Jackson Hole uh, might be in the mix. An offer has been made to DMB and Pearl Jam to co-headline the Jackson Hole Rendezvous in March. So a little spring date there for you. But now let's uh, let's jump to June. We're hearing that 
third week in June could be Blossom. Uh, June 19th and 20th, Deer Creek. June mm. 22nd, uh, St. Joe's Health Amphitheater at Lakeview, Syracuse. June 26th and 27th, Huntington Bank Pavilion at Northerly Island, Chicago. That is a fun place to see them. Bruce. I think that would be... That would be also close to the same dates as they're talking about for Summerfest up in Milwaukee. So something oh, isn't um, something isn't jiving. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess, shortly. Yeah, here in about two weeks, we'll know. July, like we said before, July 10th and 11th, SPAC. July. Oh, yes, and we've got to go to that. We just have to. And which, another show that we've got to go to right after that, July 28th, possibly Charlotte, which is a midweek, which is also a little weird. Oh, um charlotte is normally charlotte. yeah charlotte's normally on a weekend or like a friday and it is slammed and if that charlotte show holds true i would expect that um west palm would come right after that so yeah. that let's see july 28th um would be a tuesday weird so west palm would probably be third uh friday the 31st saturday august 1st if they Take their normal trends. Interesting, interesting stuff. We will, we will find out soon, Bruce. There may be one other thing uh, coming up in May, and that could be DMB's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh man, that would be a awesome. second. And if that so, would, Gray Street Pod will be there. Oh, that would be incredible. And just to remind all you fans out there, there are only a few days left of fan voting. Uh, it would be incredible if dmb could crack a million fan votes they are in the 900 thousands currently do it again that the fan vote does not count for much at all but they are i believe currently in second for most fan voting all time i'm not sure that's which i mean you know well i mean regardless that would be kind of uh embarrassing for the Hall of Fame to be like, oh, okay, well, this band is this popular, huh? And you know what? No, we're not going to vote them in. So, yeah, make them feel bad because they probably honestly will not put them in because, um, you know, they're just kind of dicks. No, they're going to go in. Stuff. They're going to be in. Okay. I like, the op- I like the optimism. I love it. That's a Gray Street Pod guarantee. Wow. We've had a lot of good guarantees, and a lot of them have come true. So I really like that. Love the optimism, and we will be there if it does happen. So that's uh man that would be awesome that's a great thing to look forward to vote people vote that would that would be a great way for them to start the new decade that would be awesome um but bruce the last decade was pretty pretty great and at the end of the day we are always just thankful that the band is still together and we get to see them at least just about every summer yes damn right exactly and we hope that we can have another decade or half decade or how you know however long we'll take what we can get yeah exactly we'll take what we can get and so will you guys we are not sure about the uh the current schedule of gray street pod gonna be a <laughs> uh see when we have time to do it um especially here in the off season obviously we'll ramp up back um as the uh the tour starts getting going um but yeah, be sure to listen, check us out on social, and uh, stay up to date with us. We we appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, and like Nolan said, we can't guarantee anything as far as scheduling goes. Uh, life is 
in the way, not in the way, life is great and life <laughs> is, just happens. Um, but, you know, once more DMV stuff begins to happen, we will become more frequent again, we promise. Um, and hopefully we will see you guys more on the road this summer when that happens. Obviously, we'll be back to talk about tour dates. Um, we'll be back to talk about the Dave and Tim shows, all that good stuff. But Nolan, it's been great chatting with you. I know this has been a long episode, everybody. Hopefully you've stuck around to the end. Um, you know, when we've been gone for two or three months, this is what happens. Yep. And, you know, we've got to leave you with a long episode for however long of a gap that we have until the next one. But um, this has been awesome. Nolan, plug our socials if you can remember them off the top of your head. And uh, oh, yeah. we'll go ahead and get everybody to our ending music, which they can enjoy. And I'm going to finish this glass of wine in this Blenheim Vineyards mm. glass that I have here that was just handed to mm. um, that was just handed to me by my beautiful wife. So go ahead while I drink this red wine. Yeah, at Gray Street Pod, IG and Twitter, Facebook, with the corner of Gray Street podcast page. Um, be sure to download and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, enjoy this. Uh, one of my favorite songs from the decade, Bismarck. Mm. This is Bismarck from Seville, 25th anniversary show in 2016. Just an outstanding Ooh. performance. Bruce, take it away. Yeah, I mean, wow, what a great choice to end this episode. And yes, thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the love. Um, all the ratings and reviews, please continue to do that. Five stars, please, on Apple Podcasts. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys whenever that may be next time on The Corner of Grace Street. see her again this time let's not make believe i'm going the young prince he was quite convinced his mother's god was not like his so his god forgive so he forgave her as he was leaving old bus station 5 a.m there's people going everywhere some come home some stay away no matter the lonely prince till the queen came in he looked at her she looked at him nothing would ever be the same Don't
Hey, music fans! We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.